Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year And to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey, listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Hi, I'm Bob Crawford from the Avid Brothers, and the podcast you're listening to is part of the Osiris Network, a global community connecting passionate music fans with podcasts about music, artists, and culture. For more information about all the shows in our network, please visit OsirisPod.com. Osiris.
holler about working all summer just to try to earn a dollar. Every time I call my baby, try to get a date, my boss says, No dice, son, you gotta work late. Sometimes I wonder what I'm gonna do, but there ain't no cure for the summertime blues. Hey friends, welcome to the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is Matt here. I've got a quick hit for August 11th, 2018. First night at Merriweather Post Pavilion in Columbia, Maryland. On the phone with me is somebody that you all know because it's RJ. Hey, RJ. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> you would think that you would think that for our hometown show when we both knew about a million people that were at the show that we would have gotten somebody else to come on. But things are so crazy when it's your hometown show and you have family and friends and million ticket trades to do that sometimes uh, you just keep it in the family, right? I was yeah, I was just thinking about that before we started talking. Just that the, the hometown show in theory is like really cool, but it's actually much more difficult, especially because you and I are both going back and forth with dealing with childcare after you know before and after the show, and it's kind of nice to just disappear for a couple of days. But but it's but it's nice to go up to Meriwether nonetheless. Yeah, if this were like in Hampton or Spac or something like that, I would already have started drinking today. And, uh, <laughs> same here. Yeah, instead I <laughs> I'm just was drinking coffee. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Multiple, multiple espressos and uh, a lot of time spent at the park. Uh, so, yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. so, so, um, so we were both there last night, um, and we're going to be there again tonight. Um, I mentioned, uh, in the last couple ones, if you are at Merriweather or if you're going to be at Curveball, which we're going to talk a lot more about over the next week and some of the Osiris podcast things that are going to be going on. But uh, if you hear this and you see us at, at Merriweather tonight, um, come say hi. I've got some stickers in my pocket for people who recognize us and uh, managed to give a couple of those out last night to some listeners of the show. Um, but uh, we were sort of um, the opposite ends of the pavilion last night. So um, how yeah. did things uh, how did things go for you? Uh, really well. The, the as we talked about, the reconstruction of the pavilion is really great. Um, I didn't even realize until we got there that they like lost a section, right? Because I I kind of thought that the three hundreds were further back, but now there's just two hundred and three hundred above the pit, and it's just not a bad seat in there. The views are good, the sounds good, so it was nice to be back at MPP after what three years. Yeah, and. Um... That was my first time in the the rent with after the the roof has been rebuilt, um, and it was amazing. I mean, we were towards the back of the pavilion, and a the I, I took a, a quick look at what things look like from the lawn when I went uh, to say hi to some friends before the show, and it's just like the view from the lawn is amazing now. It's yeah. huge and open, and it's like way better than I expected it to be. I thought they were just going to raise the roof up a little bit so you could see the lights better, but it's almost <laughs> like the roof doesn't exist. Like you just have this huge open uh, thing that you're looking at. Um, but then the yeah. most amazing thing to me was that th the breeze that was coming through the pavilion all night was just yeah. like perfect, man. I mean, because it was hot last night and between the fans and the way that they designed those open sides, it was so comfortable all night. I agree. I was I was sweating a lot, but like should have been sweating much more given that it was like 88 or whatever. Um, yeah. 
And so what do you think of the first set? Because I, I thought throughout the shows, sort of odd songs placement or selection or, or, or both maybe. Just nothing that I expected to happen happened except for the stash. Um, I was sort of expecting a first set stash. But besides that, like the, the openers, and I mean, the whole first set was just a little bit, um, I, I was, it kept us guessing. That's how I felt. Yeah. And, you know, so I had a couple, a couple things about that. I th- so first off, um, and I think I tweeted this last night, like definitely in the first set, but overall for the whole show, I thought that the playing was stronger than it was in Raleigh. Um, they didn't seem to be struggling like they were on Friday night, but the song choices were just not as exciting um, or, or interesting. So, you know, I mean, blaze on party time is a good, is a good start to the show. Um, especially party time. The, the first ever party time was at Merriweather back in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get into like breath and burning and sugar shack and even home, like the end of home was fun. But, um, but I actually realized during the show, it was okay for me, at least for me. And maybe you've had the same thing. I've had this realization where like the first set of the first show that I see and like, you know, for a tour, for a run of shows, there's so many distractions, especially with the hometown shows and so many friends Mm -hmm. around and stuff like that, that I actually like, it was almost a good thing that they were kind of playing a standard first set because I was having trouble like paying attention and really locking into the show um, for that first set. So it was just, I, I had a good time just dancing around, seeing a lot of familiar faces and, um, you know, taking in the new views and stuff like that. So I wouldn't say that it was like a home run of a first set or anything like that, but it was perfectly fine for me. Yeah. And it kind of weird the both, both sets had sort of, you know, not that many songs and longer, like there was what, uh, seven seven or eight songs in the first set and and five in the second but they were everything was like or in the first set everything was eight to eight to nine minutes or something you know um so like the breath and burning i thought that the jam was really cool and the party time jam was pretty cool and home was good and 46 so there was some good good like kind of short jams but um yeah sort of an interesting first set um what was your what were your highlights from the second set we haven't really talked about that um since last night i'm curious what was sort of your top yeah so i mean i thought the whole thing was pretty good um you know once again it didn't have the craziness of raleigh but it was i thought it was very well played and there was some a couple of jammy moments that kind of got there um sand was was a good starter to me probably the highlight of the show was the mercury and ghost segment Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. the jam out of mercury was really really good it had a really nice smooth segue into ghost and then the ghost jam was great but the thing that was weird was then like we've talked a couple of times on the quick hits and stuff this tour um trey's need to kind of wrap up a song and and go Mm -hmm. back up to the beginning of it ghost got really far out there and it was kind of jarring when he started playing the theme again. Um, and I felt (laughs) like they could have just kept going and maybe eventually gone straight into fuego and it would have been a little bit smoother. Um, so that was one point in this set. I actually kind of like, I took a break then and like went to the bathroom and stuff because it Mm kind of got, got me out of, you know, deeply paying attention to what was going Mm -hmm. on. Yeah, I think the, the Mercury was my favorite too, and that's a, like another odd thing about just like the song selection and placement that the Mercury Jam was kind of that was probably my favorite part. Um, I thought it was really good and kind of knew it going into Mercury that I was going to be a little jammed out in that spot, second song, second set. But um, the slave was really nice. I was expecting a hood or hoping for a hood, and the slave was perfect, perfect closer. And yeah, I think the second set ended at like ten. 
10.05, maybe at the latest. So we knew there was like something coming in the encore, but I did not expect four, like four songs, especially that combination of 20 years later, Martian Monster, Rocky Top and Gogi. Yeah, that was a, that's kind of like a grab bag encore. Um, I think that there were some curfew concerns last night, mm. which mm-hmm. would probably explain both sets being really short. Cause that was the other thing too. Like when I got to, like we got to slave and I was like, Oh, this is going to be one of those slaves that they play like halfway through the second set. And it turns out that they have like a couple of big jams lined up afterwards. But, um, it was, yeah, it was short. And then I'm looking at my watch going, all right, well the encore is probably going to be really long, which it, it was, maybe they have something special planned, which they didn't. Um, but I, somebody told me, I don't know if this is true, but they ended at 1045 last night. And I mm-hmm. heard, I heard from somebody that was working there last night that they have to end Saturday night shows earlier than hmm. other nights because there's concern about traffic from like all the other people being out on Saturday night and stuff. Whereas like Sunday night, they can let it go till 11 because it's not going to be as much of an impact. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just like literally like a beer stand guy told me that. <laughs> um, but it, it may be true and it may be why they were a little rushed last night. Interesting. Um, yeah, that was cool. It was, um, it was a fun show. I had a great, great time. Um, I thought there were a lot of like, you know, good danceable jams in there. But, um, I was just, every time I told my wife, like, I think they're going to play something and I won't even tell you how many times that happened. I was wrong every time. Um, so that's just, and I, I'm usually wrong half the time, you know, um, I shouldn't even do it, but <laughs> it was just a, it was, it was very much like a leaving you guessing even the ghost, which I was not, not really expecting. So really it was a lot of fun and I think sets us up well for a, for a pretty sweet Sunday show. You think? Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, uh, my good friend Carrie was saying last night, she's not making it to the show tonight. And she kept saying as we were walking out, she's like, I feel like this was a setup for tomorrow night. And, um, I hope that that's the case. I mean, we've had some pretty awesome Sunday nights at Merriweather. So maybe they were just making sure they had some gas in the tank for tonight. Um, something else that somebody pointed out to me yesterday is like, we talked on yesterday's quick kid about, um, maybe the physical toll that Raleigh took on them because mm-hmm, it was so mm-hmm. hot that night and they were all sweating mm-hmm. so much that they all might have just been out of gas last night uh, and not yeah. you know able to to uh, to pull out a big one. So maybe they're well rested. They didn't have to go anywhere on the bus or anything like that last night. Um, you know, just probably uh, getting a good sleep, sleeping in and rested up for a Sunday night at Merriweather. Another one. Yeah, it's interesting because that's um, that is kind of the um, the toll that you know we don't really talk about or think about really is like the just the travel. You know, they did the two nights in Camden, then down to Raleigh for one night, and yeah, they were like talking about the bugs, and you could see them flying around. They're all sweating, and then back up back up north right away. So that's not easy, especially because they're trying to sleep on buses and in hotels and in between. I, I don't know. I feel like I'd be pretty tired. So hopefully they rested up today and they're excited for another Sunday of Meriwether. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that Fishman was probably out at the Nazi rally all day, um, in the, in the sun. <laughs> so hopefully he, uh, drank a lot of water today, uh, yeah. and, uh, didn't get too fried in the sun. Cause it's another hot one out there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right. What, what should we, what should we leave people with? I think Mercury. I think we were both agreeing that Mercury was probably the highlight. So um, let's listen to a little bit of that. And then uh, if you're if you're listening to this because you're on your way to the lot, like I said, uh, you know, come find us. I think we're both going to be like in the 200s tonight somewhere to two, 200, 203, 204. Look for us somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, once again, some information coming out this week about 
big plans for Curveball. Um, uh, we're going to be pretty stoked for that. So, absolutely. All right, cool. Well, um, I know I got to go get ready, RJ. I think you got to get yeah. ready. So let's do our thing and meet up at the show in a little bit. Everybody else, enjoy a little bit of Mercury from last night at Merriweather. Enjoy.
Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. Yes, rock everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! <laughs> 